0: of Daniel, the 10th chapter, and it's a tiny little book, it's only got 12 chapters, but nonetheless, Daniel is a major prophet, and uh, we are going to read the 12th verse, we are towards the end of the book, the 10th chapter and then the 12th verse, somebody say amen when they have it, amen. then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, everyone. Say the first day. For from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. And I want to preach to you just for a few moments this morning on this subject from the first day. From the first day. Can we say that together? From the first day. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful. It is anointed. God, I need that anointing and that power to be transferred to me for the sole purpose of preaching and ministering to your people. God, I pray you would use me today, God, to edify, to strengthen and to encourage. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and somebody shout amen. amen. The Lord bless you, you may be seated. The book of Daniel is one of the most remarkable books in the Bible. It has encouraged believers for centuries to be prayerful, patient, and to take up a passionate pursuit of God, even in the event of great darkness. In our reading, an angel has come to the prophet Daniel, who was exiled in Babylon, along with several other Israelites. Daniel has now been praying, weeping and fasting for three weeks, but Daniel is still troubled. He is troubled about the spiritual condition of his people. He is also troubled about the physical location of his people. The reason for this is because Daniel's people must repent. But one of the biggest obstacles facing them is that they live in a country that does not encourage repentance, at least not to the God of Israel. And Daniel knows this fact all too well. Daniel is not just a prophet. At the time of this writing, He is also now a senior high-ranking government official who has had to deal with king after king that is stubborn, arrogant, and rebellious, not to mention unyielding to the hand of God. Daniel knows that there is a godlessness built into the city and the country where he and his people inhabit. Daniel can do nothing except weep, pray, and fast. These are not bad things. These are actually good things. The Apostle Paul calls these things mighty weapons of warfare. Daniel knows that these weapons of warfare work. In chapters 1 and 2, and then in chapters 4, 5, and 6, through prayer and fasting, Daniel watches God humble some of history's most cruel, headstrong, and iron-willed kings. Hebrews 11.33, speaking of Daniel, says this, Through faith, kingdoms were subdued. Through faith, righteousness was wrought. Through faith, promises were obtained. And through faith, the mouth of lions was stopped. In this 10th chapter, Daniel has hit a wall in the spirit. He has been praying and fasting now for 21 days, and nothing is happening. And the delay is draining Daniel. It is draining him physically and spiritually. His strength and his stamina, amen, is being depleted every single day. He needs God to answer. In verse 12, 21 days have gone by and suddenly an angel of the Lord appears to Daniel and tells him these three things. Daniel, fear not. Daniel, you are greatly loved. Daniel, from the first day that you set your heart and humbled yourself before God, Your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. I want to encourage someone this morning who is tired, who is fatigued, and who is weak from praying for people who don't listen, who don't care, and who don't change. God has been listening to you since the first day you started praying. I want to preach to somebody today who's not sure that they can pray one more day. I want you to know... The Lord is going to touch you today to pray another day. Amen. Moreover, I want to repeat to you the very simple words of God's angel to you. Don't be afraid. You are loved. And God's been listening to you since day one. Somebody say amen. I'm going to say that again. Don't be afraid. Amen. Hallelujah. You are loved. And God has been listening to you since day one. Why are you telling me not to be afraid? Because it's scary to not know what lies ahead. Why are you telling me not to be afraid? Because sometimes we don't know what's gonna happen. And not knowing and not being able to predict causes us to fear greatly. But the Lord has a word for you this morning. Don't be afraid. Well, what's gonna happen to my mother? What's gonna happen to my brother? What's gonna happen to my sister? What's gonna happen to my cousin? You don't know, but you do know this. Don't be afraid. I said, don't be afraid. I said, don't be afraid. Hallelujah. What's going to happen to my niece? What's going to happen to my nephew? I don't know. You don't know. But you do know this. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Amen. You are loved. Hallelujah. In spite of feeling tired. In spite of feeling like God doesn't hear you. In spite of feeling like you you can't go any further. In spite of feeling like all your prayers are just hitting the wall. I want you to know that you are loved. God has not forsaken you. God has not left you. God has not given up on you. God is not angry with you. God does not have aught against you. Amen. You are loved. You are greatly loved. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And I know that that's become quite a cliche saying, but it helps. Amen. I don't know, but it might just help somebody to hear it. Amen. That God does love you. Amen. God does love you. Amen. Number three. God's been listening to you since day one. Amen. You might be going into this thing years. You might might have been praying months. Some of you might be early in the journey of praying for troubled loved ones, stubborn loved ones, hard-headed loved ones. But I want you to know that since the day you told yourself, I'm going to pray about this every day, God started listening. I said, God started listening. Come on, somebody. God's talking to somebody right now. Hallelujah. Oh, let's lift our hands right now and pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, I praise you. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, it takes a lot of guts to pray. It takes a lot of courage to pray. It takes a lot of, amen, tenacity and grit to pray. Because sometimes you're praying for people and it seems like with every prayer, they just drink more. And with every prayer, they just get worse. And with every prayer, they just get higher. And with every prayer, they just get more scandalous and nasty. Amen. It just seems like with every prayer, things just go into a deeper hole, into a deeper darkness. Amen. It takes guts to pray. It takes guts to look at the abyss. It takes guts, amen, to look at a life that's Destroying itself and just keep on praying. It takes a lot of courage to look at somebody that's past backslid, they're double backslid, amen, and just keep praying and praying and praying and praying. It takes a lot of guts to get to come here to the church, amen, when nobody's here, lay on your face and cry. Get up and know that maybe nothing has changed. Uh, Amen. But I'm, hallelujah, I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But I do want somebody to know, hallelujah, God hears you. God loves you. Hallelujah. Somebody, come on. God hears you. God loves you. And don't you be afraid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have a problem on our hands today. Our environment does not place a high premium on patience. We have things like fast food, Uh fast lanes. Freeways, fast passes at the amusement park. We got little. We got little icons on our cell phones and on our computers that try to make us think this. This thing's almost. This is going to happen really fast. Just wait a few minutes. The download's coming. Everybody wants the fastest phone, the fastest car. Everybody wants the insurance that will get them to see the doctor the fastest. What we're not so fast to notice is that the desire to speed up has turned us into a people that avoid places and situations that demand patience. We don't want to go to the DMV. We avoid the post office. But guess what? The Christian folks avoid the prayer room. Not because we don't love God. Not because we don't want to talk to him. But because we know that whatever's in front of us is a mountain. And we know that whatever's in front of us has years there. We know that that's not just an overnight, one time addiction. We know that they've not been backslid just for a few weeks. We know we see the mountain. Yeah. And we're not trying to wait in God's waiting room, we're not trying to get in line. And whether it's intentional or unintentional, we are being told every day, not just by our society, but by evil and demonic spirits, Hallelujah. that waiting and being patient is a bad thing. In a bad place to be, in a bad situation. And if it's not bad, it's definitely not desirable. Especially considering the fact that everyone else is moving straight ahead except you. Sometimes the feeling you get is, is God is doing everything quickly for everyone, but not you. Sometimes the feeling you get is that everyone's being blessed right away, but not you. Sometimes the feeling you get is that everybody else is getting their prayers answered, but not you. And if you're not careful, you'll just compound on the resentment. You'll just compound the frustration. You'll just avoid the prayer room more. You know what? It's in those times that's when it really counts. It's in those moments when you really feel like throwing in the towel that you got to hit the prayer room one more time. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. Amen, If I can encourage. If I can encourage somebody, and this is not part of my message, but when you're not where you want to be, you need to to be content and settled, amen, and determined that I'm at least going to stay on the trajectory. I may not be, I may not be, amen, at my destination, but I'm on my trajectory. And sometimes, sometimes you only have enough strength to be on track. Sometimes you only have enough strength to know at least, sometimes you only have enough strength to make sure that your head is pointing in the right direction. Praise God. Amen. But let me tell you something. It's, it's in those moments that it counts the most. Amen. Because if you can put forth the effort and put in the prayer and put in the fasting, when you feel you can't do it anymore, you're going to see that that is what wins the battle. That's what tips the scales in your direction. That's what makes things happen. That's what turns the tables. Somebody say Amen and while the world and while spirits and while maybe even people are telling you that patience is bad the Bible tells us in Galatians 5.22 that patience is a fruit of the spirit why am I waiting there's a lot of reasons but one reason is perhaps because you need the fruit of patience some of us need the fruit of patience Some of us unravel when things unravel. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to keep it together when everything's falling apart. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a big amen on that. It's okay to keep your composure when everything is falling apart. Uh It's perfectly acceptable. And when the Bible talks about a messianic scripture of Jesus, said his face was like flint. Uh You know what flint is? It's like a rock. And it says of Jesus... Knowing he was going to be crucified, he just had that flint face. Mm-hmm. Knowing his family was going to forsake him, he just held on to that flint face. And there's just, there's just times you got to wipe the tears away and get that flint face on. Amen. Amen. And show up to work and smile at the kids. And smile at the wife and smile at the husband. And there's just days you got to get your flint face on and show up to church and smile. Amen. Amen. And just get yourself together. Amen. And as soon as everybody leaves, fall apart. But do it in prayer. Praise Amen. God. Somebody say praise God. Somebody say praise God. You know, the Bible says, be not weary in well-doing. Be not weary in well-doing. For in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. You know, there, there's a weariness. There's a weariness that's not attached to waiting. There's a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are afraid that waiting is going to drain them. That waiting is going to knock them out. That waiting is going to, they-, they can't do it no more. They can't take it no more. I'm going to, I'm going to fall to pieces. Let me tell you what the word of the Lord says about waiting. Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew. Their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Waiting doesn't make you weaker. Waiting makes you stronger. Amen. There will be times when while you're waiting, amen, your battery's gonna get low. Your battery's gonna get low. But this is why the apostle Paul said, he said, I've come to find out, amen, that when I'm weak, I am strong because God doesn't like empty things. God God abhors a vacuum. God doesn't like the void. And if God sees you getting empty, God says, I'm just gonna wait until it's so empty that I can fill it all up. Amen, because up until now, she's just been running on her own strength. Up until now, he's just been getting by On his own intelligence and his own stamina but I'm going to let him get really weak uh, until I can come down into his life or into her life and show them that it was me, amen, hallelujah it was me, not them, hallelujah come on somebody oh let's magnify Jesus hallelujah there is spiritual resistance to what you're praying about There's spiritual resistance to this. The devil's going to fight you on these things. The devil doesn't just surrender people over willingly. He's trying to find residence. He's trying to find a place to live. In, in Daniel's conversation with the angel, the angel told him that he would have arrived sooner But that the prince of Persia withstood him 21 days. He said, Daniel, God heard you the day you got on your knees. He said, but from heaven to here, there was a holdup. There was a problem. There was a spirit resisting me. There was an addiction fighting me. There was a suicidal spirit stopping me. There was a spirit of witchcraft. Come on, I, you know, I i, I figure I'm going to, I don't care, I'll preach like this. I, you, know, you just showed up to the wrong service today, if, if this bothers you. Amen. But go ahead and be bothered, praise God, because we're going to just talk about this. Because I'm tired of just thinking that that people doing malicious, malevolent, uh, uh, evil things is just a coincidence. Now, I'm going to say this, humans don't need a lot of help. We are far more evil and wicked and sinister than we think on our very own. But let me tell you this, you get that human spirit locked up with the demonic spirit and... S- weird things starts happening. And you can't just stand by I- idly hoping that things work themselves out. Let me tell you something. If that devil has its way, he's going to ruin their life and take them to hell. And the, and, the angel, and the angel told Daniel, and I don't really want to get into this too much, but I do want to say this. There is apparently there is apparently some sort of a contract between God, angels and men. And angels, it doesn't seem like their job is over. It seems like they still have some business to do that involves us. And they still, and you know, it wasn't even, Brother Cameron, it wasn't even like the angel that fought the the, the demonic angel. It wasn't like he just knocked them out. They had to do like a screenplay. Like Michael had to block him, So the other guy could get through. This was no little devil. This was no passive devil. This was no nice devil. Let me just tell you, there are no nice devils. Sometimes the person you're praying for... Let let me say this. There are spirits... There are spirits that will fight you every step of the way. There are some of you, perhaps you're praying for a change in yourself. There are spirits... That, that have been following you since you were a child. Amen. You know what? The other day, some of you probably don't know this about me. Uh, maybe I'll show you one day. Uh, when I was little, uh, they, my parents didn't cut my hair until I was like eight, maybe five actually. And I had hair down to my waist. Every single day of my life, I had to go to school in a defensive posture. Because everyone from teachers to bullies would ask me, are you a girl? Uh-huh. And this ain't part of today's message, but I might as well just light you up while I'm at it. Right. This is why we don't beat growing boys' hairs out. This is one of the reasons we, we don't do that. Nobody should have to fight yeah. to defend their God-given gender. Amen. You know, in the religion we were a part of, not only could boys not cut their hair, girls couldn't cut their hair. Right. Right. All my sisters had hair down to the ground. You know, they never came home from school crying. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because nobody thought it odd. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought it odd that they had long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Because as the Apostle Paul tells us in Corinthians regarding hair, he says, Doth not nature itself teach you? Right. 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 Amen. What he, that word nature there is, is, is fousos, which means does not... This is not just a Christian practice here, people. Right, right. This, this, is, this is prevalent. Right. So I'd go to school every day, Brother Jonas, knowing I was going to have to knuckle up with somebody to show them I wasn't no girl. Amen. The night before Halloween, I was walking through that park right over there. What's this park... I was walking through Lincoln Park and I was talking to my friend. I said, bro, I said, you know, when I was little, my parents didn't, I just told them the same story I told you. I was like, my whole life, my whole life, I've had people test me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bad feeling to feel like, like people are always testing you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's people that they're so, per- the way they communicate with you is, is by asking you questions that make you feel like you're on the stand. That's a spirit. That's a spirit. I'm telling everybody here, you need to listen to me good. At some point, you need to quit responding to every spirit that speaks to you. Because you validate it and you strengthen its position every time you answer it. Every time you dialogue with it the way it wants to dialogue. You're telling it, you're telling it, come back. Because every doormat says welcome on it. We're walking through the park. It was probably ten o'clock at night, and I'm like, "Bro, when I was little, they used to call me a girl," Mm -hmm. and I always used to think, "Like, man, why didn't I get good grades? Because you can't fight and learn at the same time." To me, school was not where you went to learn; it's where you went to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't learning. And I was like, you know, this all started when I was little. I kid you not. I stepped foot in front of this house that had all kinds of foul, demonic adornment in front of it. And a man, and a man who was walking by me, in front of my friend, walking by me, stopped. And he said, Girls first. There's no way he could have heard me. There's no way he could have known what I was talking about. And I was just telling my friend, look, this thing's followed me my whole life. And here's this man full of the devil. I don't, You came to the wrong service today, but I'm just letting you know. There are people out there full of the devil. Full of the devil. They'll stop you in the middle of the street. There are folks out there giving over to hell. There are folks given there are folks out there they are given over to the prince of persia they are given over to every foul and demonic nasty <laughs> decrepit Evil spirit, there is. I, I don't care. I don't even fool around with people. T- you, you are looking at somebody that used to work at a tattoo shop. Trust me, I've, I've hung out with the heathen of the heathen. Amen. I was 18 years old, doing drugs, piercing my face. I, 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 I will not even ever tell you, nor my wife, some of the darkness I've seen in my life. I am telling you right now, there are people given over to full blown evil. They make no qualms about it. They're not playing games. They're dabbling in witchcraft and seances. They are dabbling with the depths of hell, and they, 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 they. they, they they are not playing games and so I'm just telling you the gospel truth I am just telling you the gospel truth the, this stuff is not a game and, and I'm telling I'm, I'm preaching to you church. Amen. You you have to stand strong. Amen. And you got you got to resist these spirits. Amen. If it takes 21 days, resist the spirit. If it, takes, if it takes 41 days, pray against that spirit. If it takes a lifetime, resist that spirit. Amen. Don't talk to it. Don't entertain it. Don't put up with it. Fast it out of your life. Pray it out of your life. Amen. Read the Bible. Amen. Until it falls off your life. Hallelujah. But get you a hold of God. Some, come on, somebody. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times, we, we, we think it's generational curses. It's not even that. It's that a de- there's, there's a spirit loose in the family. And it just knows it's scoring. As far as that spirit is concerned, it's winning. It got Uncle Richard. It got Tommy. It got Linda. It got Lisa. It got the kids. Man, it even got a few of the little ones early. Why is it going to stop? I'll tell you why it'll stop because somebody gets in the spirit. And says I'm not I'm not shaking loose. I'm gonna I'm gonna put teeth into this thing because this is not just this is not just one of my family members flipping out on me. This goes deeper than that. This is not just somebody, this is not just one of my family members that has a drug problem. This is deeper than that. This is not just one of my family members that can't put the bottle down. This is deeper than that. This is not just one of my family members, amen, who who, who had a really bad back problem and can't get off the opiates now. This is deeper than that. This is not just my husband doesn't want to go to church. This is deeper than that. Hallelujah. This is not just, this is just not, I can't find somebody to marry. This is deeper than that. Nobody wants to talk about these things. I'm telling you, some of us, I'm sorry. Here's the bad news for today. Some of you really did get dealt a bad hand. Some of y'all really did. Some of you got dealt a bad hand. But you know what? There's no fold option. Right. Amen. I, I, I'm not afraid to tell somebody, I got dealt a bad hand. And you know how many times I just wanted to fold? You know how many times I just want to say, you know what? I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I went to school, told everybody, I'm not playing. You, I'm not going to let you. I'm not playing. Life said, you're playing your parents made a bad decision to let your hair grow out, you're going to find out for yourself whether you're a boy or a girl. You don't get to opt out. Listen, I'm telling you the gospel truth. If you fight this fight, I'm preaching to somebody right now, you are in the fight of your life. If you fight this fight, you're going to get hurt. There's going to be damage. There's going to be scrapes. There's going to be falls. There's going to be blood, sweat, and tears. But if you don't fight... If you don't fight, it will be worse. If you don't fight, it'll be ten times worse. If you don't fight, your brother's gonna be more than just having a drug problem. If you don't fight, your mom is gonna be more than just depressed. If you don't fight... Come on, somebody. If you don't fight, your brother's gonna be more than just backslid. If you don't fight... If you don't fight, your sister's gonna be more than just lost. If you don't fight, amen, I'm telling you, there's spirits that will wreak havoc if you don't fight. You don't, you you can fold if you want to, but if you fold, the consequences for folding are much worse. But can I tell you that if you weren't built for this battle, God wouldn't have let the battle come into your court. If you were not designed to fight, God would not have let this fight come into you. You know what? I, I, come on, somebody. I feel I feel God talking to somebody right now. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah! Oh, come on, let's magnify Jesus. Ita dalada basata, ita dalada basata, ita dalada basata, ita dalada basata. Hallelujah! 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 Come on, let's magnify Jesus. Ita dalada basata, ita dalada basata. Hallelujah! 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 You know what? Let me just say this, and I and I. You know, Sister Jessica, the battle's in your court. Mm -hmm. I remember the day you came into church. Brother Mayo was preaching. Just patterns of mercy. Mm -hmm. God's choosing somebody to get the rest of their family back. The ball's in your court. God looked down on the Sandoval family and said, I'll get Jessica. Uh And sometimes all that pressure and all that battle you feel... Is because there's a lot on the line. Can I preach to somebody? Help the angel out. Don't tire your angels. Don't wear your angel out. Praise God. Amen. Don't make them fight two battles. Don't, a lot of folks, and, and I've been there and I've done that. I've wore my angels out. Angel over there fighting for my mother. And I'm over there acting like a knucklehead. Unraveling every few weeks. You know, you really—I'm telling you—there can come a, a huge change when someone just says, "I'm fighting." I'm fighting. I—I I mean, he's—he's he's talked about this. I'm not trying to embarrass him. I don't—I don't. Pastor doesn't have pets in here, just so you know. I don't have favorites in that—in this regard. But you know, brother—brother brother Just years ago, several years ago, he was—he was homeless, living out of his car. And God brought him out of that entire situation. He graduated from school, got got a great job, a tech job. Right. But there was a day when he was under the foot of the Prince of Persia. There was a day. There was a day when Brother Robert here was under the foot of the Prince of Persia. The devil thought he had him. But God. But God. And praying, fasting, people, Amen. And angels, Hallelujah. This is—I'm sorry. This is a Pentecostal church. Just if you—we don't have the sign out in the front, but that's because we're trying to live it, not just look it. Praise God. But I'm just telling you, this is a Pentecostal church. We still just believe in a world of unseen, in a world, Amen, in a world that goes beyond coincidences and strange occurrences. Praise God. Somebody say, Praise God. God. Come on, let's magnify Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, come on. Let's praise him right now. Hallelujah. 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 You know, Sister Sarah, you may not feel like a likely candidate, but you're all the roach your family has. You could still pray for your mom. You could still pray for your dad. But you're the only one in the fight right now. You got to accept that challenge. It's not a pretty challenge. Janelle, you, know, you got to pray for Jason. You have to. I'm not trying to. You know what I tell myself every time I get behind the pulpit? Do not talk to the congregation while you're preaching. It always gets me in trouble. I'll probably get in trouble. Somebody's probably already getting upset. You know what? I'd rather my pastor talk to me than the devil. I'm just, I'm just telling y'all, I'm just telling y'all what the spirit is saying. Cause you know what? I don't know about you, but as we near the end of the year, I get tired. I'm just tired. Every day that we get closer to September, I'm just tired. Am I the only one? You just get tired. You know, some people look towards the end of the year they're like, yes. I'm like, I don't know. But the battle's not over. In fact, I'm prophesying to you that we're entering the thick of it. The thick of it. Can I tell you, devil don't want a church in Alameda. Devil does not want a church in Alameda. I've never been fought so hard on just to find a building. My wife will tell you. I have friends they will call me, they'll be like, "Man, I got to find a building. I will get on the phone and find them a building in 5 seconds." Uh-huh. We we decided we want to teach a Bible study in San Pablo. Brother Jesse was right here. I picked up the phone made three phone calls. Had a bigger building than what we have here in San Pablo. No problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Try to find a bigger building in Alameda and all hell breaks out. Yeah. People start trying to swindle me for money. Real estate agents get full of the devil. Yeah. Our landlord, you don't even know. Our landlord is calling people. Our, we have a five-year lease on this building. Our landlord said, oh, "I'll break the lease. I'm going to call all my friends. I love you guys. You guys are the best tenants I've ever had. I want you to have a bigger building. I, I don't, you guys can stay here as long as you want. I'm going to help you." That's right. The landlord can't help us. We need help from the Lord. Yes. We need help. We need help from the Lord. But you know what we really need is a group of warriors yes. right. who just say, you know what, we're going to fight. Amen. We're right. going to fight. We're not the little church that's getting the cops called on. We're God's people. That's right. And we have contact with heaven. That's right. And from the first day, Amen. from the first day that we set our face towards God, God is listening. Amen. Amen. I don't know why the devil's fighting. I don't know how many of your family members will be baptized here. I don't know how many of your family members will come back to the Lord here. I don't know how many of your children and grandchildren will be saved here. But it's enough to where it's disturbing the devil. It is disturbing the devil. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, let's lift our hands right now and pray. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. I feel like the Lord is coming to this service right now to give people strength.